When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. Carter here, joined as always, except for that time he was gone by Nate Thomas. Where'd you go, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, I just learned that if you press the enter key, uh, I can just disappear. Oh, and and reappear. Cool. So I just accidentally hit it on my keyboard. And, <laughs> and <went away>. Nice. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Yeah, there you go. If you're just listening to this on the audio version, you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? But if you're watching us uh, on YouTube or Twitch, like as we're kind of airing this or whatever, you're, <laughs> you get what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, what, a, what a start to the episode. Yeah, it's a great start. It's Sunday. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything yet. It's all good. We got, we got some shit to talk about. <laughs> you haven't eaten. What I haven't eaten yet, no. Huh. I woke up very late, so it's... That's fair. Like, my, my body honestly needs, like, about an hour before it can eat when it wakes up. Otherwise, I get sick. Um, hmm. As much as I love food, I can't, like, just get up and eat. So, and it made it hard for, like... Uh, like, going to, like, going to work, kind of, like, in the summers and stuff like that, right? Like, I'd have mm-hmm. to... Um, give myself time to like allow my body to have that. It works great when I worked at like about a half an hour out of town because then I would kind of like be on the road or that. And at that point, my body's ready to have some food or that sort of thing. So I can just kind of eat on the drive. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, there was like, like one summer I did a, um, like a roofing job and it's like early like hours and everything like that. And you just kind of are going out to the site quick for, you know, to have as much sleep as you can kind of thing. And um yeah, food just didn't stay in me. It sucked. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I kind of know what you mean. Like, if I get up earlier than usual, I'm not... Like, I can't just eat right away. Oh, I like definitely but, can't then. But, yeah, yeah even so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, in, in that case, I think it's just that my body's like, you should be sleeping, not eating. Like, go the yeah. fuck back to bed. <laughs> so, But no, I've never... Uh, yeah, I, I can generally eat, like, whenever I normally get up. So There you go. But, yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
just talking about our, how our bodies aren't able to process food at certain hours. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully other people like agree and they're like, okay, I'm not the only one. Otherwise they're like, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with these guys? What, yeah, exactly. what do they do I mean, up in Canada? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, there is probably a lot wrong with me. Let's be honest here. But well, <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fucking medical catastrophe in one way or another. So <laughs> the, the amount of shit, man. <laughs> You're just unique. That's all. Exactly. Exa yeah. That's what my mom used. That's what my mom says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or no, she calls me special, right? Special. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's another word I would use. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, how's your last few days been, bud? Oh, <laughs> uh, not bad. You know, just hanging out at uh, at home, eating food at all hours <laughs> of the day. <laughs> oh man, I, uh, I I hear we went on a podcast earlier this week as well. That wasn't our own. You heard? You, you weren't, heard? you weren't there? <laughs> I, I was kind of there. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, if uh, if you guys want to, to hear some more of us just talking general hockey stuff and just having a good time, uh, we hopped on the Barnburner Hockey Podcast, uh, fellow show on the Hockey Podcast Network. Be sure to go check them out. They primarily cover some flame stuff, but they've had some really cool people on uh, as interviews like and us. stuff like that. And yeah, we, we, we're included now on that list, so... Uh, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. We talked about uh, Jim Matheson, one of the reporters for the Edmonton Oilers, and mm -hmm. asking Leon Dreisaitl why he's pissy and, uh, you know, uh, different spots Marc-Andre Fleury might go. And we had a we, we did a fun thing at the very end, which uh, I, I, I'm i continuing on with. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was, it was a fun episode and just a good yeah, talk. Good. So if you guys, yeah, definitely go check that out. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, Support we talked about them. We yeah. talked about the Calder race as well. With them. Oh yes, yeah. And I, I know we've talked about yeah. that a lot on here too, but we got a little bit of we got to share unbiased perspective. Yeah, uh, as well. So, so which it 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 should be Zegras. Detroit fans can fight me, yeah. but then again, you just want to anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, Detroit fans ahead. just like are just like crazily coming out of the woodwork, just like yeah, like completely unprovoked, just like you know, like. Zegers, we'll, we'll get into this. Zegers scored that Michigan goal, which, oh, mm -hmm. fucking excellent. Uh, but right away, all the Detroit fans out. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he's going to win the Calder. Sit the fuck down, all right? Yeah, it's like, look at this Zegers play, and then people are like, Cider plays 25 minutes a night, and I'm like, whoa. Good for okay, him. That's just... actually great. But yeah, it's it's awesome, but can we just appreciate Zegers here for a second? Here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh man it's, it, wild. it's really entertaining especially when they're like yeah people in anaheim don't watch hockey anaheim fans like you can say this for every fan base but like being you know like having my foot in a few different ones here anaheim fans are fucking passionate and oh, yeah. it's great to see and these people know their hockey you all know mm -hmm. your hockey especially yeah. if you're listening to fucking us Mm -hmm. you're, you're pretty passionate, I think, about oh, sports. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so thank and, you unless again we're to just you like white noise to help you fall asleep at night, maybe. That's I, it. That would know. be very hard white noise to fall asleep to. <laughs> 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 I, I love going to sleep to the sounds of Nate Th Thomas telling uh, Detroit fans to sit the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. <laughs> well, we just want to get, get into it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, let's do it. Yeah. We've got a couple games here. Yeah. 
So yeah, um, we'll start with the Montreal game, um, just because it, it happened first and because you brought up the Michigan goal, which uh, <laughs> is where this game happened. So first of all, we were up 3 nothing, right? Or 3-1? Three, 3-1. Three Oh, no, it was 3-1. We were up 3-0. Montreal had just scored to make it 3-1. And then, like, seconds later, Zegris is like, you know what? I, I didn't space. like that. <laughs> I got space. <laughs> I got time. You got a new goalie in the net who's, like, only seen maybe one shot. Who was it so again? Montembeau. Montembeau? Okay, I was right on that. Yeah. New goalie in the net for the second period. Let's let's start off with the Michigan. Let's embarrass them. Let's ruin your entire fucking day. <laughs> as if it wasn't already ruined just consistently yeah. as as a Montreal Canadiens fan this year, which honestly it does suck. I could I could imagine like yeah. The, the heartbreak of being like we're in the Stanley Cup final as much of like a dream run as it was, right? You got to mm-hmm. you still have some luck and some playability to get there. Yeah. To the following season literally be in the basement. Like, yeah. that is horrendous. So mm-hmm. I do feel bad for Montreal fans. Yeah, it was insane. It was, like, the, the biggest high of, like, in the Stanley Cup finals. To, like, yeah. okay, maybe Weber's out. Oh, we, got that, a chance okay. the, we got a chance at the biggest prize in hockey, too. We have a chance at the biggest prize of the draft. Yeah, right. In one <laughs> season. Yeah, but it, it just, like, progressively got worse. Like, Weber and then Price and then... Oh, the yeah. Kokinemi signing was in there somewhere, or like the offer sheet was in there somewhere yeah. as well. And then, it, like, um, Cole losing Caulfield to no, getting who, sent down. Yeah, losing Cole Caulfield no. sucking. Um, yeah. Mark Bergevin resigning. And then it's like, well, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> just all gone down. Shane Wright better speak French. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if he can't say bonjour, uh, Montreal fans are going to absolutely tear him apart. Let's Just be honest here. roast him. Yeah. So, um, uh, but yeah, uh, the Zegers goal. Holy shit. He fucking did it. Finally. I, and, and I say yeah. finally as he's only in his first like full season in the NHL, right? <laughs> yeah, right. But like, what's this kid played 60 just, games? <laughs> exactly. But like just seeing, you know, like what he's done, like every other game, you're like, come on, do it. Like let's go here it's gonna happen just like quit having me hang around here you're just leaving me hanging and it was perfect Mm -hmm. like this is the cleanest attempt at this goal i have ever seen yeah it like i I don't think we've seen it done i don't think we've seen it done like in motion going behind the net like the the original guy uh mike leg i believe is his uh no wait no um I'm not meaning this as a shot to you, but who yeah. did it against um, Edmonton? It was Forsberg. Forsberg, yeah, that one yeah. was 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 a coming was it? around. Behind. Okay, yeah, that's what I so. wasn't sure about because I knew Svechnikov's he like parked himself back there. Yeah, and then and Mike Leg yeah. was like sitting back there too, and then Forsberg. So they they said on the broadcast that there was the there was four people that had now done it in the NHL. Was am I missing somebody or no, did they just think- mean four? No, I think yeah, but Mike Lake did it in. Mike Lake didn't do it in the NHL though. Oh no, you're right. Sorry. Um. Yeah, he was the one who like originally did it. Yeah, but that was in like college. Yeah, Michigan. I think Schvetch did it twice. He did it twice. Yeah, and then there was Forsberg. So we've seen it four times. So maybe that's what they meant. Maybe that's what they meant. Yeah, players. Yeah, because I, I can't think of anyone else that's done it besides Zegers now. So. Yeah. So, but that Svech is definitely it, the. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely the cleanest one we've seen yet. Though is the Zegers one. Like it was effortless and that sort of thing. And I actually came across a uh, a TikTok of, um, and you know, this is just, I feel like this is going to help the 
uh, Tortorella stance a little bit, but then we'll we'll dial it back here a second. Um, did see a TikTok though of a coach explaining how to do it though, mm-hmm. um, and so he's like using a, a tennis ball as well, and he's like with a tennis ball because it's round, right? You can just scoop it onto your stick. So basically, what you have to do is get the puck to spin that you know it's spinning so fast that it kind of mimics a ball and then you mm-hmm. can just scoop that up easily. Yeah. So and yeah, and you slow the Zegras one down, you see that's exactly what he does, right? Just kind of gets it up on the edge and uh gets it up on his stick to come around. Mm-hmm. So and the the picking it up part is the hardest part of it, right? Yeah. And just the way he just did it so flawlessly, right? So it's it's going to lead into the torts part, which he did have some comments on it. We're not going to get into it a whole lot because honestly, nobody did because nobody overly cares what this grumpy old man has to say anymore already. No. And this is only his first year as, as a broadcaster. But, you know, it just, like remember, social media leans into the highlights of what's going on in the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's not your general everyday thing. So yeah, you see a bunch of ki- like videos of, uh, you know, like kids learning how to do it or kids doing or that sort of thing, but you're not generally showing off like, oh yeah, this kid's just practicing his shot and that sort of thing, right? And getting better at those fundamentals that John Torrell is so worried about losing in the NHL and the game of hockey and stuff like that. Like, yeah, y- you obviously still need those fundamentals even to pull off something like this, right? So mm-hmm. it's yeah, exactly. it's it's fine. Go go have your porridge and just go to bed. All right, all right, John, go to bed. <laughs> I, I still am convinced that I don't even remember what network he's on because I don't watch it. Uh, TNT. Yeah. Like, I, I'm still convinced that they brought him on just to be like that controversial guy and just be like, and he's not laying into it like, hard enough because he's yeah. like in his own statements, he's kind of going back and, forth, back and forth with yeah. it. And it's yeah, like, exactly. dude, just if you're like, you are the older, like, kind of hard ass, lean mm-hmm. into that. Shit, I just dropped off. <laughs> just knocked glasses cleaner off. Luckily, it's closed. It's all good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let me just double check where I believe it is TNT. Though. Yeah, you were right. Like, yeah, it was TNT. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's yeah. It's but th- this goal was fucking beautiful, and it, it was, was around yeah. the highlight reels again and stuff like that. And of course, mm-hmm. it happens the day after we do a live episode, right? Oh, of course. That's yeah. how this shit always works. It's always like, yeah, we had a we had a great episode, and then oh, this happened right after it. It's like, what the fuck? Come on, you guys. Yeah, we could have reacted to that live, but that'd know. have been great to. Do. And we were we both were in class too, so like we. Yeah, can, I was in the middle of taking yeah. a fucking test, which like yeah. is no blame on my prof whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, of course, this is how it works, right? <laughs> Yeah, I was I was literally getting to call you because I had the game propped up and like I didn't have the sound on, but I was, let's be honest, I was watching the game, yeah, <laughs> and just kind of listening to class. <laughs> and I like I looked down and I saw Zegers pick up the puck and he, he skated, and I was like, I, no. I got like my spidey sense tingled like <laughs> along the back of my neck. I was like, oh here we go, and then he did it, and I was like, holy fuck! And I like went to grab my phone and call you, and I was like, oh he's in class, so I just texted. I was like, you have to watch this Zegers goal at some like. <laughs> Like if, if your test is not going well and you need a break, like this is your chance to to go and, and watch the game. But. I I, fi- I think I finished that test with like ten minutes to spare. Oh boy, it was a hundred minute test. <laughs> well, so, that's uh, might I mean, have been, might have been better that you didn't didn't push yeah. through the uh, 
the the do not disturb on my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I would have, <laughs> I honestly, just how my my mind works, I would have been stuck on that Zegris thing and been like, shit, I missed five questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, with all of this though, it I feel like it kind of overshadowed a little bit this team. It like just another thing that they continuously do, and that's sit back too much when they have a lead. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, because like you said, it was three nothing, and this game finishes five four. Like we let Montreal come back and they did come back. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not great. We need to stop that, right? Like that should stay as a minimum two goal spread, right? I know it's Mm -hmm. only a difference of one goal, but still that should have a lot more of a spread to it. We got we gotta stop that, right? I understand, okay, you get out to a big lead. Let's try to just work on things, right? But if you get stuck while, like, if yeah, if you, if you get stuck while working on that stuff, you got to get back, like playing mm-hmm. right away, and just keep giving yourself that lead, right? So, because it's because like if you're if you continuously just lay back, right, it, it gets lazy, and mm-hmm. you almost or you do, which we have seen multiple times, lose games. And yeah. we're not in a position that we can really be affording to lose any more games, honestly. Or like or very yeah. many more if we want a chance at the playoffs here. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. No, I uh, agree. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's the only thing I really had negative about this, right? Just mm-hmm. the team play kind of going back. Um to this game specifically. So Yeah, no, for sure. Um yeah, I mean it kind of ties into the next one as well, um, against Ottawa. Like, well, you, you have a point here about like our last three shots or sorry, our last three games. We got outshot um, 44 Badly. to 20 by Toronto, <laughs> 40 to 24 Montreal, 45 to 20 by Ottawa, like 20 shots. Like it's not a lot, but it's also not bad. 40 shots is a lot, but it's also not like too many to give up. So like it's like, it's this is kind of where you want to be. And like, this is where we are. If you're not watching, you can't see, but like, it's really just like a little bit, more spread out than it than would be nice. So like, yeah, yeah. But I don't like the twenty shots for doesn't bother me as much as the forty plus against. But yeah. when you pair those two together, then I kind of start to get a little worried here. Because mm-hmm. um, let let's be honest, we are not worthy of John Gibbs, especially over the last little while here. Um, which, by the way, as well, uh, congrats to John Gibson now third all time. Uh, for Anaheim Ducks goalie wins. So Passing uh, his former mentor, I guess, uh, Jonas Hiller's 162. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, those those back-to-back, like not actually back-to-back games, but, you know, the, the two games of Montreal and Ottawa, having mm-hmm. back-to-back games of 40-plus shots, that's, yeah. that's not a good look. You guys, and then make it three when you're including Stellars's game there against Toronto. Uh, no, Stellars plays to get played against Montreal. Or, oh yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah. so I, either way though, mm-hmm. that's not a good look, you guys. Like somebody owes Gibson and Stellars a steak dinner, and it's a nice one. Oh yeah, like he's getting a prime rib and a New York strip. Like, come on, you guys. Um, but then to add to that a little bit. Our our offense luckily has been well enough in actually putting the puck in the net, and really, I guess at the end of the day, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. But the offense, like just over the last little bit, where where are the shots? 
They just aren't there whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Just can't hit the net. You, you could imagine some of these games might have been a little bit easier, say the Montreal game or especially the Ottawa one mm-hmm. or even the Toronto one, honestly, as much as, you know, we were really on our heels for that one. But yeah. those games would be easier if, you know, you could get a few more chances on net with how you're scoring. You probably have a couple more goals at that point too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's they're just kind of making it hard on themselves right now when yeah. – Makes for really interesting hockey to. though. Makes for interesting <laughs> hockey, yeah. But do you do you want it to be – oh, you want, it to, you want it to be interesting or you want to – you do want to go win? Yeah, no, right. I, I, yeah, so, I see your point. So, yeah, um, just to to try and rationalize these games a little bit, um, the Toronto one, like they they obviously came out like like really really strong, and like they were just like we just yeah. need to pepper these guys with shots. Um, and it was an effective strategy. It worked for the most part until the Leafs, you know, inevitably started to choke, and then they. But they, like they still hung on for the win, obviously. But like, yeah, they they allowed us to kind of rally back. So. But they were dominant in that game, like, and and they're just kind of in a league of their own, honestly. Like, yes, we're a good team, and we can obviously hold our own against Toronto, but like, they they're, they're just an offensive powerhouse. So I'm, I wasn't yeah. really too surprised on the shots there. Um, with Montreal, it's more like, when you get into Montreal and Ottawa that it's like, eh. yeah. I mean, I mean, Ottawa is they play the same way as Toronto. They're just not quite as developed yet. Like, they're still just yeah. a younger team, right? Um, so I, I'm not really surprised about that one either. The, the Montreal one surprises me because they've been a more of a defensive team for a long time. And then now that they've lost their defense, I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? Yeah. Like, they, they should be letting in seven goals a night, getting no more than like 25 shots on goal. Yeah, exactly. Sort of thing. So, so that one surprises me. The Toronto and Ottawa ones aren't bad because they, they just play a very aggressive style too. Like even look at their their power plays and their, their penalty kills against us. Like they were... Like they were like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a an analogy. Vultures on a dead thing. Carcass. I don't yeah. Know. Carcass. Yeah. <laughs> There's a saying that I just can't think of right now. But <laughs> like that, that's just how their penalty kill is. And then on the power play, like they they're just so efficient because there's so much you know offensive talent on those teams. But mm. yeah, it, it's just the Montreal one that that surprises me a little bit. So I think maybe we sat back a little bit in that game and it was just kind of like oh it's Montreal almost like a, a trap game and, and we also got the lead yeah. early so we could kind of afford to just play keep away but I don't know that, that's kind of how I, I look at this I'm like yes it's concerning to see that three times in a row but you look at the teams that we've played against and it's yeah you know, yeah like deal. like maybe I am blowing this out a little out of proportion no I don't think you I'm are just, no. I'm just seeing a pattern develop that we mm-hmm. got out of from last season right of being yeah. like crazily outshot like this Mm-hmm. Go back to earlier in the season when we were on that massive streak, right? We were out shooting everybody by a shit ton, right? And it was winning us games. Like it was helping us to win games. So yeah. the the other thing I want to add here as well is there's no fans in the stands in any of these buildings. And that's something that the Ducks haven't experienced all season. Yeah, it's true. So uh, maybe that sucks a little bit of life out of them. And because Toronto and Montreal and Ottawa, like they're all kind of used, more used to it now. They've been playing without fans for a couple weeks couple I think. weeks yeah yeah so I, I don't know that could be part of it as well i really don't know i guess we'll see what happens in detroit on monday like if we see the same trend then fuck me i guess i'm wrong but if we uh <laughs> but but if if they start to you know 
look more like the team that we've seen this year rather than the team from last year um, and outshoot Detroit or make, at least keep it close in shots, then I, I think that's a yeah pretty heavy factor. So, yeah, in my opinion. That's fair. Anyways, I, I think we're getting a little too negative um, on this one and considering how good the, the show's going. So I, I just want to bring up a quick video here to uh, just brighten everyone's day a little bit here. So there's, there's no audio. Because <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching this, stupid, but you, you know what we're looking it's, at. Oh, it's, it's the Zegras, Michigan. Yeah, of course. If yeah. you're not watching us, be sure to go check us out on YouTube and Twitch at Quack Report Pod. Same things. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe because it definitely helps us. Yeah, definitely. But Anyways, yeah, that is yeah. that is beautiful. Yeah, we just so. gotta wait for the the replay. Come on. There we go. <laughs> there we go. The poor people that are just listening to this, being like, <laughs> I can't fucking see shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's oh. just smooth though. Oh god, and the Sally too is so good. Yeah, yeah. I I need that picture in HD, please, of the celebration. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I I also want just... that. Uh, I want that celebration to get put in uh, in NHL twenty three or twenty two now. If you know if they have mm-hmm. the time to actually do some updates to, but you know, touch touch the gameplay first actually. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fix your fucking game and then add everything that <laughs> <laughs> makes it fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Huh. Well, right. I, I know we were talking about the women's game and stuff like that uh, last episode, and the mm-hmm. women's national teams are on NHL 22 now, I believe. So yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to play uh, a Canada-US game yet, but I'm excited to. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's cool that they finally added them in. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's, and I think key word there is finally. That's yeah, okay. right. I, honestly, that's taking way too long. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I like. I get that it's called NHL, so you put the NHL players in. But like, when you also have all the junior guys, and like, yes, they usually get drafted to the NHL. But like, yeah, it's it's not really NHL. It's it's a you got like the leagues simulation in like games, Germany so like, and Sweden and everything. Yeah, like exactly. That. So, so like, like basically, the the only big thing they're missing now, I would say, is I, I and I think this part waits would be you know the league for the women right whether it's the phf or something new comes out mm-hmm. um with the pwhpa kind of thing right like i i feel like that would happen once there is like a unanimous like this is the one league that we're going for kind of thing which i think mm-hmm. is what the phf is trying to be right but it's hard when yeah. there's still the disagreements with the pwhpa yeah. um so we'll get that i think eventually it's more like a, a real like a real life thing of kind of holding that back. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, that's not the, the biggest issue for it, right? The biggest issue is yeah. actually getting that done um, in the real world. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the KHL as well. That'd be that'd be cool to include into the oh, game, yeah. that sort of thing. So, but mm-hmm. and like you could add that to the be a pro of like, yeah, you want to play in the NHL, but if you get kind of in like. Just like keep getting shitty contracts or something like that. You could you could have the option to go to Russia. I think that would be kind of cool, actually. Yeah. So that would be cool. They can just have Putin like sitting kind of yeah. in the middle. And it's like uh like Roman gladiator style, and he yeah. just like claps who's the, his who's hands the agent that we always starts. yeah who's the agent? I think it's Aaron Ferris, who's always like, yeah, my client's gonna go to Russia if you don't give them what they want. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So you can like hire specific agents if you want to go the Russia route. You can hire Darren Ferris specifically. Yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of hockey simulation I want. Where you yeah. Can like you actually get all the agents and stuff like that, and you have to kneel before Putin and. All that kind of thing. <laughs> you you play in a you play in a uh, 
uh, I think it's like a charity game or something like that. And you, and if you're the goalie, you have to let Putin score or you drop uh, overall rating or something like that. Yeah. Or, or, or your beer profile just mysteriously gets corrupted and you have to. Yeah, exactly. Just, you, yeah. You, you stop one shot of Vladimir Putin. And uh, when you exit the, you know, like that game specifically, it's just be a pro mode is done. It's like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your Xbox just or PlayStation just starts playing the Russian national anthem and starts smoking. I was gonna say uh, if it's if uh, you know we still had like, the same things with like the Xbox 360, you just automatically get a red ring of death. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, well, we're getting sidetracked <laughs> just a little bit. Oh. Man. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about this Ottawa game. Um, as we said, Ottawa came to play. We, we talked about that before. Like everybody knows that that this is probably the hardest working team in the NHL yeah. right now, and they've got very little to show for it, <laughs> which sucks. But like, man, give them a few years and a, and a goalie that you know is not, That's not Matt, Matt Murray. Murray. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna be good. They're gonna be so good. So, um, so yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm not really surprised by the two one outcome. In, in this one, I expected it to be a pretty close game. Mm. So, and if it wasn't a close game, we were going to get blown out because it would have been a trap game. Like, yeah, I I was kind of expecting a closer game, but um, was hoping for a little bit more of a spread. Like a three yeah. one would have been nice, kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, you're so picky today. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just it's it's more going into these games. It's like okay, this is where like we should be, and I feel like we're like we didn't play up to that level that we should be playing at, right? It was, mm-hmm. um, it, it's what we talked about before. They're kind of playing down to those teams, right? And it's almost costing them. So mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not trying to be negative. It's just, I keep seeing this pattern going on and it needs to get fixed. So, yeah, no, I, I see your point. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. First regulation win in Ottawa since, uh, October of 2013. That's nice. To, I was like, I heard yeah. that, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Holy shit!" Like, I know we don't go yeah. there often, but like, once that's a year, nine yeah. years ago, yeah, it was nine years ago. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I mean, you you take out last season because we obviously didn't play them. I don't know if we played them in twenty twenty. I it depends when that game was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, not sure offhand. I yeah. think I feel like we did. I think so we, too. Or at least we talked about the Ottawa Senators quite a bit because there's a lot of shit going on with their franchise. Yeah. But maybe that's it. Yeah. Just like, yeah. you know, how much Eugene Melnick owed some like airline company or something like that. But oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. God, that seems like ages <laughs> ago, honestly. Um, we played them March 10th and February 4th of that year. So I don't know oh, what's so right was before there. everything shut down. Yeah. March 10th was like yeah. very, very soon before. So um, I think it was the, I think it was the, was it the 15th or the 18th. I think that like everything shut yeah. down pretty much. Yeah, that, yeah. So it would have been one of our last games. Yeah. Um, Damn. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just <laughs> trying to see if I can find like the full schedule. I guess for the okay. Ducks. Um, you, you can keep talking if you have anything to say. I'm just kind of. Um, Comtois is a bit of a goon. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Fighting Godet, like in in the first was three it? minutes of the game, yeah. like pretty unprovoked as well. I would say it felt like it, and maybe that was just because um, 
you know, with the restrictions in Ontario and that sort of thing, right? They weren't able to have, uh, you know, people down by the ice or that to really give us an idea of what happened. But like, I didn't mm-hmm. see anything that really provoked. Yeah. Um, that like they, ca- they kind of ran into each other. In they kind of ran into each other in front of the bench. So maybe Godette said something to him. Yeah, Tom the, like kind of threw the first few punches. So he yeah, like, like he the, had grabbed him like away from the Ottawa bench and kind of started mm-hmm. to go. But like. Yeah, I have no idea, and I'd love to know what brought this on because that was extru- like that was early in the game. That was at two thirty-five yeah. of the first period. Like, that's yeah, not a exactly. whole lot of time for things it, to build up, right? Like, that's maybe yeah. what, a shift two at most at that point. Like, mm-hmm. depending it, it on where could you be are in the because, lineup. <laughs> yeah, it could be because there was no fans in the building. Like, Comtal was like, "My team feels really flat. I'm just going to try and get them going." Yeah, maybe or something like that. Maybe that was it. I don't know. But but also Comtal that's doesn't seem normally, like the guy to. Do that, yeah, that's right? where you're normally going to like Delorier or something like that. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, sorry, backing up here now. The Sens game. Oh, I guess um, Delorier wasn't playing that game though. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so then you go to Robinson, who fought later in that game anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Comtois just had a bad day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, that. This that Sens game back in 2020 was the second last one before things shut down. Um, the game against the Blues that we played the next day was the rescheduled. Oh um, yeah, right, because yeah. there was the uh, it was the Jay Bomeister incident. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, otherwise, that Ottawa one would have been the the last last one. one so yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that game yeah. was in Anaheim. <laughs> That's so. a weird walk down memory lane there. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's, it's all coming back to me. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, we were clueless as to what was coming. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like I can take a break like, and just have a forever minute, you know? ago. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess we could go to break if you want. That was really all we had to talk about for the Ottawa game. But unless there's something else yeah. you could think of. Uh, no, I think we've kind of covered it all already. Okay. So, all right. Um, now that we're uh, having an ex- existential crisis <laughs> here about the last couple of years, yeah. How fucking old am I? Our, our friends at DraftKings. Um, also, just <laughs> if you want to hear how an ad read is supposed to sound, you should go check out the Barnburner show we were on. Because that was a, <laughs> a seamless transition into like a perfect like live ad read. And, yeah. And Nate has to pre record all Yeah, this, I pre record so. these. I don't. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> but either way, here is Nate's uh, pre-recorded DraftKings read. <laughs> One, two, three, four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championship with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, 
for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, got a couple news pieces to hit here. Um, this, uh, I guess both of these I, I had initially heard on Hockey Day in Canada up in Sportsnet reported by Elliot Friedman in one of the intermissions. So um, so really it's just, you know, how much he could fit in into the, the couple minutes that mm-hmm. uh, he got is, is really all the information I have. I, I found a little bit more on the second piece, but we'll start with the uh, first bit of news here. Manson is obviously out with a upper body injury. I forget what game that was in. Was that Montreal? I believe so. Yeah, just kind of like awkwardly went into the board. <clears throat> yeah, um, off a hit. I forget even who it was. Like it wasn't dirty or anything. It was just. It was an odd hit. Something. Yep. Yeah. Um, but there was there's obviously been talk about you know if we're going to move on from one of the defensemen U- UFAs that we uh, uh, have up, have upcoming this season, which we'll get to in a, in a bit. Uh, maybe uh, maybe next week we'll get to that because we kind of have our game spread out so that might be a good thing to talk about mm-hmm. is uh our free agency situation but um yeah with manson and lindholm and um uh, who's the other free agent defenseman we have uh, uh let me pull up cap Ridley. yeah fuck i can't remember right now but manson's obviously one of the guys and so there's obviously trade rumors floating around him same with lindholm and um, uh, yeah, it's, it's Manson and Lindholm. Uh, ben was an RFA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's not quite as bad. So, yeah. but yeah, especially with like Drysdale coming a little bit earlier than expected as well. Like, uh, and even mm-hmm. if we get Chikrin as well, like we don't necessarily need all of those guys. So th- there's talk about moving Manson at the deadline. Um, mm-hmm. this is obviously assumes his health and stuff like that, but I think, um, I think it moving on from him would be like uh would be all right depending on the return because we can have a surplus um at defense, I would say. Like we have those guys that can step in to those roles. And especially if we do get Chicker and then it's we're not really, you know, downgrading for our, a playoff run, right? Yeah, I think if and that's the only way I think is if you get somebody else beforehand. Right? Yeah. Or you're you not gonna yeah. or like you have a deal in place, but you just you need to move for the salary cap to work for that day kind of thing yeah but yeah because otherwise like you're, you're not moving manson before you have something ready um no yeah you're not just doing it and being like oh, i'll figure it out yeah because um otherwise you're like that is that is a hit to our decor for sure um because yeah. your six otherwise would be fowler lindholm shattenkirk drysdale benoit mahura which I mean isn't horrible, but yeah, Manson can help brown that out for sure. Yeah, he does. He he fills in that bottom role, like when yeah, if, if like he's I don't want to say he's always the guy that comes out, but he's like one of it's, those. It's guys a that better kind of rotates through. Yeah, yeah, and, and you uh, want the depth there. So yeah, uh, and currently on the taxi squad, which I oh, I might be wrong about this, but I believe the taxi squad unless the NHL and the PA extend it further, is done after the All-Star break. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was just supposed to be like a, a limited time thing for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's uh, Jacob Larson, 
and uh, Greg Patterson on the uh, taxi squad there is our defenseman, so lefty, yeah. righty. So mm-hmm. yeah, and all those guys are fine, but like if one of our top four in Fowler, Lindholm, Drysdale, Shattenkirk, not the, well, not the Shattenkirks, a top four. I, I guess he usually plays on that third pairing, but yeah, um, but he can play top four. He can, yeah, but I'd say the four mainstays, like those are the four guys that are always in the lineup. And if yeah. one of those guys goes down, Manson usually fills in that role wherever it is like he's kind of our he's our guy that can play up further in the lineup not for an extended period of time but for injuries and stuff so yeah if we lose him i don't feel as comfortable with any of those guys that you just listed going up into that role so yeah and especially if we are going to try to go for whatever kind of a run we can right yeah you're, you're not making that move unless you can fill it with somebody of the same quality or better so yeah yeah and honestly i think as we're approaching trade deadline as well um we're maybe going to hear a little bit more about chikrin as well since um mm-hmm. it, it sounds like people have made offers but you know arizona's not really in a rush and yeah it sounds like nobody's like, like blowing were... their socks off they, like the, yeah. the best offer hasn't been laid on the table yet so it sounds like there's been one offer that's met what they're looking for at least but and mm-hmm. it does like it does surprise me that they are trying to offload Jacob Chickering considering he still has term. He's not at a bad cap hit by any means. So like, yeah. is it really them just com- completely clearing house? I think it was on uh, the Steve Dangle podcast. They were talking that it looks more like there's, there's a difference between like, you know, clearing to rebuild mm-hmm. and clearing to sell. And I, I'm kind of looking at it now and I'm going, is that what they're looking to do here? Mm-hmm. Cause Chikrin, let, let me pull out their their cap friendly, but I believe Chikrin, Chikrin's, and no offense to the other players, really Chikrin's the only guy that's worth anything substantial in yeah. the lineup. Yeah, I, I mean, they have <laughs> other guys, right? Like Keller Oh, you got Clayton, and, yeah, I got Clayton Keller. Yeah. Uh, Phil Kessel's done after this year, but the guy's 34. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Keller and Nick Schmaltz. Yeah. Is but, what I like, would say otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, like you're not going to get a big return from you you're not going to get a return for those guys that is going to improve your team more than just keeping those guys, right? Like yeah. Keller means more uh, or is more effective on the Arizona Coyotes in the role that he's in than they than if they were to trade him and get pieces back. Like that they're not going to be able to replace Keller with whatever they get back. So they might as well just keep him. Whereas Chikrin, I think they can get like their ask, which is a pick, a yeah. prospect and like a NHL player so it's it's the term that is having everybody kind of take a look at this right it's, yeah it's different than a rental uh I'm just taking a look here at their like their cap friendly um they have a current cap space like for today of 15 and a half a million dollars <laughs> wild <laughs> their projected cap hit is uh, just under 75 hmm. <laughs> currently. And their deadline cap space is $35,000 or $35 million. <laughs> Dang. So they can do, they can do a lot. See, but I think I like you take a look at those numbers too, right? And that's a lot of room, meaning you're not paying guys a hell of a lot mm-hmm. that you could just after hearing that now, and the whole arena situation, which is another cluster, excuse me, clusterfuck in its own right. <coughs> oh, excuse me, I'm just dying here. Um, 
I had something stuck in my throat. Uh, yeah, I'm like, this just doesn't seem like a good situation right now. At yeah, all. well, I mean, I, I know that with COVID, really a lot looks... of teams have a, a lot of teams have like an internal cap, like the, the less profitable teams, right? So I, yeah, I think maybe you that's at least, uh, you should at least be skating a NHL roster. Well, not when you're rebuilding like the Coyotes. I think in my uh, opinion, if, if you're, you're looking, looking at it that way, rebuild, right? if you're looking at it that way, okay, sure. But if you're looking at it just from a cost perspective, you should at least have an NHL roster there, not 36 year old Louis Erickson. Yeah, well, getting paid but, six million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't sign him to that deal. No, they didn't. But they were sure as hell okay to take it on with a no with a modified no trade. Yeah, well, they offloaded Ekman Larson, who wanted out, and then then didn't they also yeah. get like a first round pick for that? Uh, well? Connor Garland, and I don't think it was, uh, I could be wrong on that. Maybe you're right. I thought they did. Um, yeah. But no, like, they got pieces anyways. So. Yeah, like their highest paid guy is Clayton Keller at the seven one five, and then it drops to six point eight, which is Phil Kessel, which that was not their contract either. That's still from mm-hmm. his days in Toronto. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah. Um, and then Louis Erickson at six million, Nick Schmaltz at five eight five, Andrew Ladd at five five, and then it just drops again at th- to three. I'm looking just at the forwards. I I know mm-hmm. um yeah, Chickren's in there at four six, Gossespair at four five. Um but hell, they have they have three defensemen that are over two million dollars. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and their their goaltending is not even not even a million dollars. It's not even yeah, two for the two combined. Yeah, <laughs> like, their goaltending is a big question mark. But Scott Wedgwood and uh, fuck, did we figure out how to say this guy's name? Karel Vijmelka. Vijmelka. There you go. Yeah, Vijmelka. Yeah, I forget if it's a silent J or not. Uh, and Wedgwood is a UFA, so he can just fuck off. Uh, Vijmelka is an RFA. Like, Jesus. And they have... Oh, they are plagued with injury right now. They got five guys on the injured reserve. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carter Hutton is one. Carter Hutton's 36? What the fuck? Okay, I didn't know that one. Uh, Jay Beagle, also 36. Uh, Got... uh, Is that Dimitri Jaskin? Yeah. Dimitri Jaskin, yeah. Jaskin. Um... But yeah, you have three guys that are on your injured reserve right now that are about to be gone as well. Like, mm-hmm. and then you on the on the forward group, they have three guys that are currently signed for next season, and two others that are RFAs. The rest are UFAs. Like, I I get rebuilding, and you're looking just at a rebuild. Yes, absolutely. This is a, this is a way to do mm-hmm. it. I even just for fun took control of the Arizona Coyotes in NHL 22, and I hounded this down even more so. Mm-hmm. And just completely built from the ground up. Won a Stanley Cup in three years. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Arizona can maybe uh, come my way a little bit. Um, <laughs> but like, just with how much is going to be coming off the books, I don't know. I just that idea of this is a team like selling out to sell is kind of in the back of my head now. Mm. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't. I don't think so. But they're. Yeah, you're right. They're in a, a very interesting situation yeah yeah i don't even know how we got on this topic like 
at all. I don't we're talking about Manson, either. and then we're talking about oh, Chikrin and the how the return right. worked. And yeah, everything yeah, like yeah. That. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Okay. Anyways, I didn't even get to make my point about the, the Manson <laughs> thing, like the interesting part. Anyways, <laughs> the point uh, is that uh, Manson has been tied to Toronto. They always add at the uh, the deadline uh, yeah, for a playoff. Everybody's run, so. tied to Toronto. I'm not. I'm giving this like a like just little thought. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, to be fair, we were, this was on Sportsnet, which is you know Toronto centric pretty much. Uh, TSN is a lot more Toronto centric. They are, yeah. Sportsnet but, does actually even it out pretty well, I think. So they're not bad, yeah. But but, uh, but no, uh, let, let's be honest here. If you are anything worth of value and you're on the trade block, your name is attached to Toronto. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. So especially yeah. as of late. So mm-hmm. that's just what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Part of that is like the media trying to be like, "Oh, this player can go to Toronto because everyone loves Toronto." And and part of it is, yeah. I think that Toronto actually does, you know call and ask about all these guys oh yeah absolutely they so, they like out of all the years this is the one that they're going for it so oh yeah they have to yeah yeah so yeah I, I mean it's interesting i think we can get pieces back from them on that um raquel's obviously been tied to toronto as well i doubt we send both but um yeah but yeah it's something to nice, think about yeah, maybe get a nice return haul on that yeah Either way, the point is that Manson is on the block, and even though he's injured right now, whenever he comes back, then uh, we could uh, could move on from him. Uh, yep. But again, to your point, depending on if we can bring someone else in, I think. Um, and also, it depends on who we bring in as a new GM as well. That's a, yes, still a big question true. mark. Um, but it sounds like the Ducks are closing in on a new GM. Possibly in the coming week, they could announce um, a GM. They have... Uh, wrapped up the first round of interviews. I think I read that they did 10. I it's it's going to be Monday. It's going to be the day after we record. That's how it always is. Yeah. We exactly. have to wait a few days <laughs> to talk about it. Yeah. It's, uh, I had, and by that yeah, it's I had an article from The Athletic here, uh, Pierre Lebrun, uh, saying that they spoke to 10 different people, three of them being in-house candidates, Jeff Solomon, obviously, uh, Martin Madden, who is um, our current assistant GM, and... Dave Nonis, who is um, a scout for us, but he was GM uh, for the Canucks after Brian Burke. Okay, yeah. Um, he was also the GM for the Leafs after Brian Burke. So, <laughs> And Brian Burke was in Anaheim, though it was a while ago. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. It does, yeah. <laughs> um, he's, um, yeah, he's also a consultant to the GM with us so those are the three internal candidates um pat verbeek was the name that they said sounds kind of like the front runner he's the uh agm in detroit right now mm. and um learn the ways know. of stevie i stevie exactly yeah. yeah wouldn't be mad about that um and then uh rangers agm ryan martin um is the other wasn't uh, there uh, uh who was it the AGM from uh, Colorado as well. I thought I heard that name. But uh, a while ago, it. yeah. That wasn't yeah. in the article from The Athletic. But, okay. Um, uh, Avalanche. I mean, Sackick or Iserman. Yeah, Chris McFarlane. Man. Yeah, Chris McFarlane. I mean, you could go for either of those guys. Yeah. Right? Take what they've learned from Sackick and Iserman, who, let's yeah. be honest, have not... They, they, they come out on top a hell of a lot more than they don't so yeah um ryan martin the rangers 
AGM says here, he spent many years in the Red Wings front office, certainly put his time and put in his time. And there are some people who feel he's ready for his opportunity. Um, and that his interview went very well. So, um, so not necessarily working directly with Stevie Y, but definitely in the Detroit organization, which is, you know, it's Detroit. They know what they're doing. So. Yeah, exactly. For the most part. <laughs> yeah. So those are kind of the five names of the 10 that they listed here with Verbeek kind of being the front runner and probably the internal candidates as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Hopefully we get some news on that this week because that'll give and, us some. Yeah, okay. Some I made the joke about it, but I would laugh if it was on Monday because we're going to be in Detroit. Just pick oh, yeah. them up. Just pick them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch it fucking happen now. Watch yeah. it. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> huh. It's gonna be like some like Instagram poster and something like that from Zegris. Like, yo, just picked up the new GM. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It'll be Shattenkirk and a big teddy bear, and then he's gonna like jump out and like scare <laughs> the, the new GM. Hopefully, don't give him a heart attack. But yeah. <laughs> I'm still thinking with the Zegras thing of like, yeah, we just picked up the new GM. He's already told me I'll get 13 by eight. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't even want to think of Trevor Zegras's contract if uh, this continues. I mean, like, oh, we'll, be, we'll be in a position to do that. Like, um, I think we only yeah. have two guys signed past the next two years. So, mm-hmm. like, we, we have the space and everything like that. But Yeah, and, um, and you're going to make it work. But yeah. over or under 10 mil? Oh, over, I think. Over and under 12 mil. Uh, under. Under. So somewhere between 10 and 12. Yeah. Okay. So we're in it's, the same ballpark. It's just, yeah. a, it's just a random guess. Obviously, we are super fucking far away from actually figuring it out. But yeah. So. I mean, honestly, I think as soon as he's eligible, they're going to, you know, start to try and sign him. Yeah. Because, like, um, you, you don't want to wait until the very last minute. And he's like, well, no. I just put up, like, you know, a hundred points in the last year of my ELC. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've seen that happen before, just with teams around the league, right? And then you kind of get screwed out of it. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Zegers is not a uh, RFA until the twenty three twenty four season, so we still got some time here. So there's yeah. the rest of this season. There's next, and then we got to deal with it. So yeah. we're we're getting a little too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Let's uh, rein it back into the near future. <clears throat> and uh, after a quick break, we'll talk about the upcoming game against Detroit that we've kind of already talked about. A few yeah, times, a little bit. But, but quick break first. Woo! What is up, Devils fans? It's your boy, Neil Bell Piano. Make sure you check out the Devils State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. From Taylor Ham or Pork Roll to how much we hate the Rangers, we got you covered. New episodes every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Hockey Podcast Network website. And always remember to rock on. Woo! Good old Neil. Yeah, it's always so full of energy. Yeah. Especially on his watch-alongs, too. He does lots of those. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the upcoming game against the Detroit Red Wings here. 4.30 Pacific uh, time for that in Detroit. End of a five-game road trip. Uh, just to tie it back to the road trip in general, I guess. Like I know when I was talking by myself, I said 8 out of 10 points would be solid. And we already have 7 points on this road trip. So Yeah, we're looking at a potential 9. Fuck yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. Sign me up for like that. It. Yeah, like Dude, even, even if we this lose this game against Detroit, do. 7 out of 10 uh, points, like... I'm not mad about that. 
fuck it. I'd prefer eight or nine. Well, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. More <laughs> is always better. But like, it, I'm looking grand, at the eight or nine. I want it. Yeah, but like, still, like looking back on it, like I, I would not have. Honestly, I didn't really expect eight points out of this road trip. Actually, you know what I want out of this game more than anything? Another Michigan from Trevor Zegris. Yeah. Just because it's against yeah. Detroit. Against, and I against Cider, to too. I want Cider off. to be parked in front of the net and just helpless to Zegris' Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. That would be beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Raymond held off the score sheet. Zegris hat trick. Five points on the night. I want it so bad. That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, Detroit's still, like, we've talked about them a lot. Like, they're still a good team. They're not in a playoff position, but they're, they're definitely improved from last year. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of young guys that are um, really helping out. Raymond Insider, who we yeah. talk about all the time. Nadelkovic uh, in net is obviously big for them. So, Still confused by that move by Carolina on, Nadel- yeah. on uh, Nadelkovic. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, like they have Freddie Anderson, and he's doing fine. Yeah, he's them, doing still. Like, yeah, he's doing fine, but like Jesus, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that looked like, so bad at the start of it. So, and I mean, yeah, it does still kind of because here, let me pull up. I believe Anderson's only on like a one or two year deal. If I got that correct in my head, uh, yeah, two year deal. So hmm. after next season, he's a UFA again. Same with Auntie Ranta. Who, I mean, I think their window is yeah. now to win the cup. They're they're trying to win now, so yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, we'll but, see. We'll see what happens because I mean, like that's a that's a young goalie that was already very promising and helped your team a lot. And you're just like, that's no, okay. Go for it. Take him, Detroit. <laughs> yeah, Detroit's not mad about that. No, not at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, this is a good team. So, like, I, I think that it'll be really competitive game i think it'll be close as well but it's uh yeah and, and yeah i think it can go either way honestly so yeah um uh, yeah i was kind of going back and just taking a look at the game we had previous to uh this one against them which was mm-hmm. uh still this month just a couple weeks ago uh oh, yeah. january 9th uh detroit uh was a 4-3 win for the ducks there so that's okay. that's promising at least so mm-hmm. um yeah, just let's let's keep it up. Let's maybe try to make that a five three win, or a four two win, right? Just because we we, so we can be we can so be picky. better than this team. We are better than this team. So let's actually show that we're better than this team. Besides just like a one goal win. So yeah, I, you know, I'm just happy if 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 you're listening, Zegris and Drysdale and Gibson and all the other <laughs> guys out there. If you we if you're fucking listening, love you, I just want <laughs> I, I love you no matter what, win or lose, but. Really, I, I, all I want is you guys to win this game. I don't care Why if it's 8-nothing. I don't care if it's one nothing. I don't care if it's 8-7. doesn't matter. I just want you to I win. I want Get domination. Two points. I want domination <laughs> just to shut up the Detroit fans. So Nate's a, Nate's a dom. I'm a sub. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're getting here. <laughs> Corey's like, I just want everybody to have a good time. And I'm just like, fucking kick their ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and this is the last game before the uh, all-star break here. And last game, really, until, what is it? What did we say? February 11th? Uh, yes, that is correct. Against the Seattle, uh, I was about to say the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Seattle Kraken. 
Yeah. So we'll, uh, I mean, there's the all-star game and competition and all that stuff yeah. in there. So we'll have stuff to talk about still, but yeah. it's, uh, Zegris in yeah. the breakaway we'll competition, Terry and Gibson in the game. Yeah. Gibson on the breakaway, uh, or uh, like the, like the save streak competition. I think there's, Oh, that'll be that. good. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, and I want to see, obviously Gibson's not going to be going like a hundred percent full out for that. Right. Because you don't want to hurt yourself for that sort of thing, but like, I'm actually going to be kind of watching that a little bit to see if the shootouts that we've been talking about, if that is just a he's tired thing, or if he actually just sucks at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah, kind of want to figure know. that out actually. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to to know for sure. Yeah. See if uh, shootouts are just John Gibson's kryptonite, you know? Yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. Um, I would honestly much prefer the thing of he's tired after taking 40 yeah. plus shots than I mean yeah, that was horrible reasonable. It, so yeah. yeah it makes sense so okay well um we're making pretty good time actually um yeah. but which is good but I know you have something longer for what's quacking so let's get yeah. into that here <laughs> so I came across this um it was originally as a TikTok, and then I went and found the original thing, kind of, I guess, like the last episode as well, um, just because I wanted to read through this, though, completely. And so this was on uh, on Reddit, on r slash ask Reddit. This was seven years ago. And the question posed was, who's the dumbest person you've ever met? And this one, absolutely, like I went through some other ones. This one absolutely takes the cake, I think. Uh, so buckle up. We got a bit of a trip here, but I promise it's okay. going to be worth it. Going for a ride. Uh, so this this one had like 142 awards given to it. Damn. Uh, it's not uncommon as a teacher to have students who are a bit behind the curve in certain aspects, but 99.999 whatever percent of the time, they're keen on something. Uh, very much sounds like me. <laughs> uh, they might not understand how to identify a noun or what a theme is but they somehow know how to make a mean plate of nachos you learn pretty quick to not judge a fish for their tree climbing ability you know and I thought this was the rule when I was teaching until I met Kevin Kevin isn't his real name but it doesn't matter because he can't spell it anyway <laughs> Kevin was a student of mine during my last year of teaching he came to my classroom with very little to show for his academic past uh, we had moved a few, t- he had moved a few times and thus was missing a lot of typical test scores that we usually try to ballpark their ability. Uh, don't worry. It was a ballpark. We didn't make major decisions until we actually had a chance to talk and work with, with a student for a bit. Um, I thought that's fine. I'll just do some one-on-one with Kevin and see what's up. One-on-one with Kevin was like conversing with someone who had forgotten everything in a freak, if not impossible amnesia incident. There was no evidence that he had learned anything past the second grade, and now he was in the ninth grade. Oh, this is this is yeah. Not <laughs> and that was my original thought too. Like when I was first reading this, I'm like, oh, this is like a like a little kid, right? He's like, yeah, he's, behind. yeah, he's like seven or eight years nine, old. Like, yeah. Was, yeah, you got fundamentals and everything at that point. Yeah, flabbergasted. I figured we needed to get more serious with this. If he's going to be in my class, I needed to know why and how. So I decided to meet with him, his guidance counselor, and his parents, and another teacher to see what was really going on. And this is where it became all clear. It was by some incredible fluke that his family hadn't been wiped off the face of the earth years ago. Odds are his entire heritage was <laughs> was based on blind luck and some type of sick divine intervention that saves his family every time a threat presents itself. 
Kevin was the genetic pinnacle of this null achievement. Even in my instructional lead, a woman who could find a redeeming trait in a in a Balrog failed to see any reason this kid or his family should be alive today. So here's a list of events that made it abundantly clear that God exists and he's laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> So now we're now we're in the good stuff. We got the backstory. Now we're going to yeah. hear why Kevin okay. is the dumbest person. Okay. Kevin frequently forgot when and where his class was. On more than one occasion, I had to retrieve him from other classrooms. Kevin ate an entire 24-pack of crayons, puked, then did it again the next day. This is the ninth grade. I have no idea where he got crayons. <laughs> Dude probably went out of his way, like went to the dollar store, like for looking for a snack, and was like, "Oh, these look sick." <laughs> Had a bad experience, and was like, "Ah, it's just a bad batch." It's yeah. like another one. <laughs> Kevin's dad wrote tuition checks and mailed them to me, his English teacher. This was a public school. <laughs> when I gave it back to Kevin, mm-hmm. voided to give to his dad with a brief note explaining that this was a public school. Kevin got in trouble for trying to spend it at the Seven Eleven after school. Wild. Okay, wait. Sorry, I got to back up to the crayons. What is? <laughs> Because, like, I've seen melted crayons before. Like, you know, d- does that is that what puked up crayons look like? It's Probably like a, something similar to that. Yeah, yeah. Just like a leprechaun, like, had rainbow diarrhea or something. Yeah, exactly. Lucky for um, Lucky Charms. Yeah. And, and also, okay, now the, to the tuition check. Like, w- what what number did he put on it? Was he, like, where did you get this number from? No idea. Was he just, like, school probably costs... $100,000 or school probably costs yeah. like seven fifty. I don't know. As he's got like <laughs> 10 grand in the bank. He's like, I can give a hundred thousand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So Ke- Kevin was removed from the culinary arts program after leaving a cutting board on the gas stove and starting a fire. Oh boy. Twice. <laughs> Kevin threw his lunch at the school resource officer and tried to run away. He ran into a door and insisted it wasn't him. <laughs> What? <laughs> that he didn't run into the door? No, that but, he didn't throw it. Oh, and he didn't okay. run into the door. Yeah. Uh, Kevin stole my phone during class. I called it. It rang. He denied that it was ringing. Not that it wasn't his. Not that he didn't do it. No, he denied that the phone was actually ringing. He tried it three times before the end of the year. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> <laughs> this was probably my favorite. Kevin called the basketball coach a, quote, motherfucking bitch during gym. Basketball trials were that afternoon. Kevin tried out. It did not go well. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin's mom can never remember which school he went to. She missed several meetings because she drove to another school, none of which he ever went to. Kevin tased himself in the neck before a football game. What? <laughs> he tased himself in the neck before a football game. Kevin kept a bottle of orange Kool-Aid in his backpack for about four months. He thought it would turn into alcohol. He drank it during whole room and threw up. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin said the N-word quite a lot. Kevin was white. The high school was about 84% black. Kevin got beat up a lot. <laughs> Kevin stole another student's iPhone. And tried to sell it back to them. (laughs) Kevin didn't understand that his grade was dependent on tests, quizzes, homework, classwork, and participation. Kevin finished his semester, his first semester, with a 3% average. Oh, boy. He then tried to bribe me with $11. (laughs) (laughs) 
Kevin spit on a girl and said, "You should get out of those wet out of those wet clothes." The girl was the Spanish student teacher. Oh boy. <laughs> Kevin didn't know that dogs and cats were different animals. Okay. Kevin tried to download porn onto a computer in the library at the circulation desk while he was logged on. <laughs> Kevin asked a girl to prom. He was in the ninth grade of, and freshmen don't go to prom by asking for her phone number and then texting her his address. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin got gum in his hair constantly. Kevin regularly tried to cheat on assignments by knocking the pile over, grabbing one before I'd pick them all up, and then writing his name on whichever on wherever there was room. <laughs> Kevin had several allergies, but neither his parents nor he could remember what they were. Oh. They were very concerned that the holiday party, it's high school, we don't have those, would have peanuts. When the when they finally got a doctor's note, he was allergic to amoxicillin. <laughs> Kevin That's and his funny. Were well, they just call and they were like, <laughs> I guess so. we're really concerned that there's going to be peanuts at the holiday party? And the teacher's like, what holiday party yeah, are you exactly. talking about? <laughs> Kevin and his parents took a trip to NASA or to NASA. Uh, how the fuck did they even get airline tickets <laughs> and forgot all their luggage at home? I didn't believe him when he told me until I talked to his mom, who told me first thing when I saw her at the bi weekly meeting. I mean, I've like, like I've forgotten like my shaving kit or whatever, or like you pack you something. You forget the entire thing of luggage. Yeah, yeah exactly. All like, your clothes, everything you need. You didn't hop I, on the. You didn't like you know get up to the part where there's the conveyor belt and they're asking about luggage. And you go, huh? I think something's missing here. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> were were right. they just like, do you have any luggage? And they're like, no, 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 I don't need any. Thanks. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, like when you go to like. I don't know, like a technology store, and they're like, "Do you want the extended warranty?" And you're like, "No, no I'm good." Yeah. Like, were they just like, "No, I, don't try and sell me on the luggage thing." Yeah, I, don't I, sell me luggage. <laughs> I don't want whatever you're selling. <laughs> All right, and the last one here: Kevin's grandfather apparently died in a chainsaw accident. I can only assume God was looking the other way that day. <laughs> <laughs> the first comment on this, which I think sums it up, is I'm torn between this can't be real and you can't make this shit up. <laughs> Yeah, right? You can't. You, you can't make that up. Like, the uh, the eating crayons, getting sick, and doing it again the next day. Yeah, that one's a little out there. Still my favorite one is the calling the basketball coach a motherfucking bitch and then going to tryouts that night. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, just like, that is either ballsy as fuck or just dumb as fuck, and I'm leaning towards the latter. Yeah. There's like there's just so many things where I'm like, what is the <laughs> thought process? There is yeah. none. Yeah, it is a, exactly. It is a that's void in that child and his parents' mind. That's the only answer. Yeah, and like yeah. at a certain point, like you're just like, I kind of feel bad for the kid because like obviously <laughs> his parents didn't teach him anything and he wasn't raised like his at parents all. didn't learn anything either. Well, yeah, exactly. Like how far back do you have yeah, to go, <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, they're right. It's like oh. this, like, generations of this family have survived by sheer dumb luck. Yeah. Like, I'm you not know? a religious person, but I could see that being the basis of, hey, there might be a, there might be a higher being. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a, I feel like there's a superhero where, like, their entire power is that they're just lucky. Oh, that's Deadpool, isn't it? In Deadpool uh, 2, there's a superhero. No, it's Black, uh, Black Cat, I think. 
Or no, no, Domino. Okay. Domino. Yes, that's who, it, yeah. that's who I'm thinking yeah, of. Black yeah, Black Cat gives off bad luck. But yeah, yeah, Domino is just straight lucky. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and, and there's like other movies that are like that. And it's just like, those scenes are just like some of the dumbest thing ever. Like someone's walking down yeah. the street <laughs> and like a semi is like coming and like hits the curb and like just... That yeah, goes over, them, over them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they like are walking and like the second they like or they take a step and like um, as soon as they lift their back foot, like a sinkhole opens up behind them and like yeah. stuff like that. Exactly. It's like just like the dumbest like series of events have just had to have occurred. And it's like, at what point are you like nothing else can explain this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Like the it's like the first time, okay, it's a coincidence. The second time, still a coincidence. Third time something's going on here yeah but like several generations <laughs> all right like, I'll, I'll end it off with this by asking you what's the dumbest thing you remember seeing in a classroom the dumbest thing i remember seeing in a classroom yeah. probably a fellow student but yeah yeah okay actually i've got one i could also be the teacher you never know no no this is a student so i, I don't remember what grade this was it was grade like five or six i think and like I I don't even really, it's not like a, a very vivid memory, but I was just sitting in class and I hear the, the teachers talking and I hear the sound of a stapler go off. And then someone's like, ow. And I, I oh, like, no. Everyone, everyone kind of looked. And and all of a sudden this kid has like blood dripping down his forehead. This oh my kid, God. <laughs> he grabbed, as the teacher was talking, nobody noticed, just grabbed the stapler and like opened it up. And like, you know, you can like shoot staples yeah. at people. He just like, stapled his forehead for no reason and the teacher was like oh my god like what did, what did you think would happen this was like and like i said fifth or sixth grade like oh. you, you know what staples are at that point yeah it's, jesus christ I, I have no explanation and, and the teacher was just like let me take you down to the nurse like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, I, I think that's the dumbest thing it kind of remind that kind of reminds me of a different story. It's not a not a dumb story, but just kind of that idea of like, oh, you you hear something and some kids bleeding. Mm -hmm. um, when you're in elementary school, right? You at least in our curriculum uh, where we are, is you you start to learn about electricity, right? And you build just like little things, right? A couple of wires hooked to a battery that hooks up to a light, kind of thing. Yeah. And one kid was trying to strip a wire, and anyway, everyone everybody's just working though. And you just see this kid walk up to the teacher's desk. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, the teacher look, go wide-eyed, and he's a pretty calm guy, like still is. Mm -hmm. And just goes, Kate, we're getting you across the street. Across the street was the hospital, actually. So he was trying to strip a wire, and the, uh, like the stripper slipped. And he sliced his finger down to the bone, like all the way up. Oh. From like the bottom knuckle to the very top. Dude, why so he just his finger <laughs> just gushing blood? Like it was just like just a deep cut. So, um, yeah, the stitches after looked nasty. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, the the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, this was a conscious dumb, I believe. Mm -hmm. This kid in grade eight. Not a whole lot of people, honestly, were a big fan of this kid. The teacher, who was pretty good looking, was definitely not a fan of him after. Uh, we were going into the sex ed units and he asked if there was going to be any uh, real life demonstrations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <no. laughs> uh, yeah, he, he got into some trouble for that one. 
Yeah. So. <laughs> Excuse me, teacher. Are we going to get put in partners? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. He was looking for demonstrations from her. Oh, just, no, yeah. No. No. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I, <laughs> I volunteer. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, uh, yeah, no. tough look. Yeah, it's a tough look. So, yeah. But so now, uh, yeah, now, now, now everybody knows that uh, Nate stapled his forehead and I asked our hot people <laughs> if uh, there'd be demonstration. No, <laughs> the stories are not no, we about us. <laughs> we, didn't meet, we didn't meet to high school. Don't put no. that shit on me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh, well, if, uh, if anybody else uh, has, you know, dumb stories that they want to share with oh, us. Oh, yeah, can, please share those. Yeah, tweet those at Quack Report Pod. Um, if you... Uh, Nate, where can they tell you how picky you are about the, the Ducks' performance lately? <laughs> uh, you, can, you can direct that towards me on Twitter at Tate Namas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. Uh, and myself, at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. Thank you guys very much for checking out this episode of The Quack Report. It's uh, We're all over the place, but somehow we got through it in decent time. But yeah, we'll see you guys on Wednesday for a live stream. Thanks for listening. 